again to the Dreamers Manual podcast. Hi, I'm so glad to be back. I missed you. I love spending any time with you and people will recognize you if you've listened to the podcast before. You're a frequent guest. They might have heard you in our book episodes. Yes. Theme episode. But for those who haven't heard you or who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do in the online space? For sure. Okay. I'm Kim. First of all, I am a former teacher of 10 years. I left the classroom um, in 2021 to do freelancing full time. And Julie actually brought me on her team in July of 2020 as her VA. And she's just been stuck with me ever since. I don't think she's ever going to get rid of me. You will literally have to go. You're off the team. Like, like Donald Trump, you're fired. No, no, that's not happening. Like literally I'm going to move to Georgia and like just stalk you in person. (laughs) I hope that happens. I am from a small town in Southwest Georgia. I have three whole stoplights. I serve female entrepreneurs, teachpreneurs, mompreneurs in the social media space. So I started out as a marketing specialist doing emails, blogs, Pinterest management, and social media. But I've really niched down to social media because It's just something I truly enjoy doing, whether that's strategy or content creation or all the things. So the monthly management, absolutely love it. It's my jam. And so here I am. And from someone who, from my point of view, I am ambivalent about social media in that I have like a love hate. There are things I love about it. And there I go through, you know, like, and we could talk about it if we need to, like I've gone through cycles where I hate social media or just some really disenchanted or like don't want to show up there in any kind of way. And your love for it, like I could tell you love it because you, you pull me through, you like send me that lifeline, you throw me the like rope ladder and say, no, like there's a way to do this that's Mm -hmm. still authentic, that's still you and that's still going to help your business. And I have needed that so much. So thank you. You're (laughs) welcome. It's my pleasure because You know, when you bring on a social media client, you kind of have to love them and love their brand and love what they're doing in the industry to be able to truly like take on their voice, take on their mission, take on their goals and, you know, do everything you can to accomplish them. So I just love what you're doing. And I can totally tell when you're like on the hate side of it. So I um, just have to step up a little bit more. And, you know, I I feel like after two and a half years, I definitely can sound like Julie. Like I can definitely (laughs) do Julie Calcote. So we're here today to talk about evergreen content, but I want to define evergreen content in the way that we're talking about it today, because I feel like you have a different spin on what that means and how you show up in the social media space. Yeah, for sure. So my definition of evergreen content would be the content that you keep converting month after month after month. So if you made an Instagram post about 
who you are, what you do, all about your brand, normally those things are not going to change. Like who you are isn't going to change. Your role might change. You might have to rebrand. But normally that doesn't happen, but maybe like every few years. So I still consider that evergreen content. It could be the products that you're offering. Like if you do a course, you're normally going to be offering that course, you know, throughout the year at least. So I do consider that evergreen content as well. But just the the main things about you and your business that keep converting time after time. I love that. And let's, so let's take that concept and let's start from the beginning. So we're talking today about social media, how to show up in social media in a way that's authentic to you, your life and your business, because as Kim knows, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but there was a point where I had a complete like temper tantrum meltdown where I was like, if I can't show up as myself, I just don't want to do it. I'd rather do nothing than put up like some fake ASS content <laughs> that's just like robotic and just not me. And so that was like something you always been on board with and really helped mm-hmm. me curate. So we're going to talk about like what you recommend for what mix of content you create, mm-hmm. how to figure that out. So before we get to all that, let's start at the very beginning, because I think that'll be really helpful for people to start where it makes sense. And how would you recommend, like with your clients, how do you determine their marketing goal? Okay. So most of the clients that come to me, I would say about 70% of them just need to market their business in general. So they don't have per se, like a very defined goal. So I will ask them, okay, what do you want out of your Instagram? Like what direction do you want to go? And most of them either want to build an online community or they want to market their products or services. And you can do both simultaneously, but those are two very defined tracks. So like I said, you can do both simultaneously, but I prefer to stick with one and let's head that direction and then kind of sprinkle in the other. So if you were building a community online, a lot of your content would be geared toward that and not your products and services and everything you're offering and vice versa. So um, for the clients that I have, they have courses or products that they want to sell. And we kind of curate their content around that. Like you have to start with your goal. You have to know what track you want to go on. And then we will curate the content around that. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know where you're headed, you're just going to be throwing stuff up at the wall. And it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall, you know. Mm -hmm. And so with a clear direction, whatever direction you go in, you still can be authentic and you still have strategy behind it. But we just got to know where we're headed. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about the specifics. One thing that was important to me is batching content. Mm -hmm. And you were able to give me a really great framework of what Mm -hmm. content to create when I go to batch content, because I do when possible, still try to write most of my captions. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's just not flowing. And you know, it just doesn't quite work out, but that's always the goal because I do want to connect with people and I feel more connected when my words are what they're responding to. Right. Okay. So I have an unorthodox answer and I can literally feel every social media manager in my life cringe when I say this, but Instagram, like a year ago, you could batch content for like the month. I do, I do not recommend that. I recommend, I only batch content 
a week at a time for all of my clients. And here's why. Trends change, algorithms change, features change constantly. And not that I want to curate my content all to the trends and all to the changes, but a lot of my clients, when they have batch content out for a month, some of it has felt stale and they go back three weeks later and they're like, ooh, I hate that. So I always suggest like I give them a list of things that is unique to them that I know they can easily record. For example, for you, it's moose content. Um, <laughs> go outside and drink a hot cup of tea showing your snow all around you. Okay. You can easily do that. That's not going to be something that isn't trending or isn't converting and all that stuff. Um, so, and then for another client, she homeschools her kids and she doesn't mind showing her, you know, for you, you're, that's two very separate things and you keep your kids very private and I totally support that. But the other client that I have, she loves showing her kids. So as she's homeschooling, she's recording content. She's showing the products that she's created for the classroom and for the homeschool life. So it's just, you curate a list of content that you can batch out, but I always say only batch out maybe five to 10 videos at a time. Don't do more than that because you may come back and feel inspi inspired in a completely different way. And in order to truly connect with who you want to connect with, like your ideal client, who your jam, who you really, really, really want to form a relationship with, whether it be them purchasing your, purchasing your products or your services, you've got to be yourself and you've got to be authentic. And then you know, some of these videos that you batch out 30 days in advance just might not be where you're at at this very moment, or it might not be feel authentic to you 30 days later, if that makes any sense. Like I just don't do so much that you lose yourself in it. Don't batch so much that it feels robotic and stale. I love that. And we haven't had this conversation, but I'm curious what your answer would be because how I create, especially video content mm -hmm. is I need that like inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I could, the mature way might be to put it like on my calendar Mondays from like 10 to 11, I'm going to do content. And I think that can work sometimes, but my best, most converting, most viewed, like most engaged with content is I'm kind of walking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have an idea, which usually turns into 10 more and I do it all right then. So mm -hmm. if, you know, how do you recommend that people batch content? Because if it's once a week, I imagine for some people, it's going to feel good to have like it on a set schedule. And if it's not, do you have any recommendations about what that looks like and how to get the best quality content out of your, your time? I feel like it's a true balance because I struggle with this as well. So I always batch content or I attempt to at the beginning of the week because that's when I'm most energized. So like Monday or Tuesday, I have like my work hat on. I'm super focused. My energy levels are up. Whereas on a Thursday and Friday, like I'm drinking four cups of coffee, like praying to everything and above to the Lord, to, you know, whoever, woo, woo, magoo, I don't know, to like just make it through the work 
day. So I have to go where my energy flows and it's normally at the beginning of the week. So I'll put on my to-do list, okay, I'm batching content today. But let me tell you, if I do not feel inspired, if I do not feel like I'm vibing with it today, I will not do it. I'll put it off to the next day. And I know, I hear the, you know, from all my type ones out there, but you have to know yourself, your personality type, what you're, what you can feasibly do that day. You may have this grand plan and all these videos saved and we have it listed out in Airtable what you're going to do. But if you wake up that morning and you're feeling under the weather or your kid is sick or your husband pissed you off that morning or, you know, your dog is pooping everywhere, I don't think you're going to make that content and I really wouldn't want you to, you know, so it has to be a balance. And sometimes like I made I'm right now I'm focusing more on my personal TikTok, just building like a personal brand with a niche as myself. And I have felt inspired sitting on my bathroom floor at 10 o'clock at night eating cheese and looking at my TikToks. And I just instantly made a funny one. And I had so many people text me going, I love this. This is hilarious because I felt like myself. Whereas I have recorded content and you can find it on my IG even where I am super polished and professional and talking about different ways you can do this and that with your business and your content. And it just was so stale and blah and I cringe and I want to delete it, but I refuse to because I did my hair and makeup that day and dang it, it's staying up there. So it's a balance. Like you can schedule it, but if it is not vibing with you that day, just do it when you feel inspired. So I think it's just a good balance of both. So once somebody has this consistent content, let's talk about how often you recommend posting. Because I would say for us, like I'm sort of on what I think you would consider the bare minimum schedule, Mm -hmm. um, which is a good compromise because for you, it's probably bare minimum. For me, it feels like a lot sometimes Mm -hmm. when there's a lot of other things going on. Um, So what do you recommend? What's the range of posting and what content are you recommending that people post? Again, I will probably, this is again unorthodox, but most social media managers will tell you depending on the platform. So let's just take Instagram, for example, at least five to seven times a week. Well, for you and for me, even that is not feasible. Like you have to take into account your life. What even with a social media manager, what content can you feasibly create for them on a consistent basis? Because if you're consistently posting three times a week, which is what you do, I would rather you consistently do that for the long haul versus try five to seven times a week, get up, walk away all pissed off and drained and then never come back, you know, or take because last year I got I hit a burnout and I didn't post for like five months. That is not worth it to me. Like TikTok wants you to post at least three to five times a day. For Mm -hmm. some people, that's just not feasible. And you have to look at your life and your business and go, okay, what can I do in a consistent, authentic way that I can still do a year from now and I can still do two years from now. And you know, If you're feeling inspired, you can always tweak it and go up to five days a week. If you're feeling extra inspired, you can always do more. 
but bare minimum, I would say at least three days a week. And I do. I only post three days a week because I don't want to hit burnout. I know myself. I know my life. I know my limits to the internet, even as a social media manager. Like I'm an extroverted introvert. So I can only show up so much before I have to back off and like read a book and like refill my cup, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I would suggest doing. And as far as a mixture of content, depending on the client that I take on, I always suggest starting with one carousel, one static post, one reel a week. Do that for 30 to 60 days, then analyze your results which posts were the most engaging. I don't want you to look at followers because even like if you're trying to land brand deals, brands don't even care about your follower account anymore. They care about your engagement rate. So which post, which reel, which carousel, whatever it is, had the highest engagement rate. And then your strategy should be recreating content like that. So I remember one of your highest engaging videos for Julie was... When you had inspiring ideas over the weekend and you were like (laughs) jumping over rocks and like climbing over your kids to like tell your team. Mm -hmm. And then there's one with you in a robe, Mm -hmm. like eating jelly beans from a cup, like recreate those things because those resonated with your audience the most. So, um, you know, for Julie, she shouldn't necessarily be creating carousels with the seven best ways to hire. You know what I mean? People know that you know about hiring. You have your own course about it. We promoted it. We'll continue to promote it. But sometimes for Julie's account specifically, her most highly converting videos and most engaging videos were the ones where you're just being silly. And I absolutely love them because you know I'm about that silly life. What you're saying is they need to recreate the, and I think it was to like the parts of the Caribbean soundtrack where I was like <laughs> running and ducking and diving. Um, rolled on the grass. I sure did. I sure <laughs> did. My daughter helped me with all those. She, she had the idea. She like, I jumped over her and she laid on the ground. Like it was a whole, I was sweating. <laughs> it was <laughs> amazing in every way. And but I, I could redo it. that with, uh, maybe by the time this airs, we'll see. I'll do one in the winter so I could be like sledding down a hill, skiing, (laughs) running away from moose. (laughs) Listen, I'm trying to hurt myself out here. (laughs) We got, uh, for those that don't know, like it's, yeah, it snows in Alaska, but we got our like years worth of snow in a mm-hmm. week, basically. So what that does for the moose, in case anybody's likes, you know, moose content is they are so tired. They have those long legs, but mm-hmm. they don't want to wade through, you know, uh, like belly deep snow. So what they do is they go where it's plowed. And so not only are we going to see, and we have seen so many more moose this year, sometimes they just get real fussy. Cause if you got a path, that they're trying to walk down and you're trying to walk down and five people pass them and they're kind of getting agitated. The sixth person, they could be like, listen, <laughs> I have had enough of you. So we have just seen so That's many crazy. moose. So anyway, I'm staying away from those grumpy moose for a little while, but maybe I don't blame you. in the distance or a Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. I'm curious about video content mm-hmm. because I know for me, it really took me this year 
to get more and more comfortable doing video content. And one of the big things that worked for me was I did a 30 day challenge where it was just a TikTok challenge. And I posted three to five times a day, seven days a week, but just for 30 days. And so at that Mm -hmm. time, it felt like a fun challenge. But what came of that is I got so much more comfortable with video. And by comfortable, I mean, I just didn't care anymore. It ended up, I did a bunch of live videos after that on IG, which I hadn't been super keen on doing. So all of that was, I enjoyed so much. And I'm curious when people come to you, because I think that's a really common thing, especially for Mm -hmm. people who are really trying to get consistent or trying to get results through social media. What about the video content can you do to get more comfortable? And if you're just not comfortable, where can you get ideas to fill in for that? Okay. So, and this is for even my most beloved introverts, because I have worked with clients that are such extreme introverts that they refuse to do video content and their accounts really never grew. So if you're not comfortable with it yet, I hate to say this, but you're going to have to get comfortable because that's where all the platforms are at. It's not where they're heading. It's where they're at and where they've been at. And there's this like old, I don't know if it's just a Southern saying or if it's like across the world, but around here we go, there ain't nothing to it, but to do it. Mm -hmm. And like in order to get comfortable with video content, you're going to just have to do it. It's going to have to be uncomfortable before it gets comfortable. And clearly I have lived that too. Like my first reels and my first TikToks, I want to delete them so bad, but I refuse to, but they make me cringe because I'm just like, ew, like I can tell, I know I was uncomfortable and I know I'm coming across that way. But even with what I'm doing with my personal TikTok and building like a personal brand outside of my business, the more I've been doing it, the more comfortable I feel doing it. And, and I know like there's people out there going, absolutely not, you know, and I felt the same way. So what I suggest doing is just starting out, take your phone and record stuff you're doing throughout the day. And you'll see this. You'll see people cooking. You'll see people folding clothes. You'll see people in the pickup line at school picking up their kids. Whatever you feel comfortable recording, just start doing that. Like before we we started uh, recording this episode, we were chatting and I was recording us chatting. So there is no limit to what you can record throughout the day. I recorded Seth getting a haircut this morning. I took a half day earlier this week and had brunch with two of my best friends and I recorded them going in. I recorded our plates. I recorded this cool decorative thing they had on the wall. I recorded my coffee cup. I'm going to splice those together and make a little video of it. So Start there because you don't have to talk in those necessarily and work your way up. So the next step could be like a funny, trendy video where you just lip sync, you know, a sound that's trending. And then after that, your next step could be you talking to the camera. It could be just like walking up a flight of stairs. You got to just take that first step. And the more you do it, you'll reach that place where you're like, oh, this really isn't a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. I love that. It has been very fulfilling ultimately 
to be more comfortable on video. That it's translated into lots of different areas of my business. And I'm sure. grateful for that, that challenge. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, you mentioned before a niche or niche as people would, you know, argue about yeah. saying. I say um, niche, but you know, I'm Southern. I can't say words. I say it unless it rhymes. Like when I do my podcast sessions where I help people develop their podcast pitch and their templates and everything, I like to say niche pitch because I always find oh, somebody cute. having a niche. So I call it niche. Otherwise, it, just in that like circumstance, otherwise I call it niche. Yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned being your own niche. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if you could expand on that and tell us a little bit more about what that means. Okay. So I don't see this happening as quickly on Instagram as it has on TikTok. But what I have been noticing, I would say over the last few months is even like service based, like for example, there's a girl in Michaela's community that has her own course now and her own mastermind, and she's just phenomenal. But her whole TikTok account has been how to leave your job and become a virtual assistant and her course and promoting her course and how this can change your life. And she really hones in on teachers and moms and, you know, wanting to stay at home with your kids and blah, blah, blah. Well, even now she's starting to record herself throughout the day doing things outside of just working because I've seen specifically on TikTok where instead of just picking a niche like social media management or cooking or knitting or exercise and health, you are your own niche. And I am so down with that because you know, I have struggled with that. Even picking mm -hmm. a serviced niche, like I struggle with it because I love Pinterest management and I love email and I love blogging, but ultimately I just love social media more, but I struggle with that. And you literally cannot screw up your brand if you are your own niche. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's so many things and we are so multifaceted as human beings. We're multi, multi-passionate, multi-passionate. So I'm so down for that. And I really hope that Instagram moves in that direction too, because there's only so many posts and reels I can make about social media management before I want to pull my hair out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to incorporate motherhood and I want to talk about my time in the classroom. And I want to record get readies with me and talk about like funny stories about ex-boyfriends because y'all, I have plenty of them. I dated some doozies. You know what I mean? I want to talk about special needs parenting. I want to talk about Ruthie, my rescue dog and how like awesome she is. I want to talk about funny things about my mom because she's hilarious. So I love that about TikTok and that is why I've been creating so much content over there because it's where I feel most comfortable at this point because I am building my own personal brand. I'm hoping to get to a thousand followers to start an Amazon storefront and list all the books I like to read and I'm excited to talk about books and to market my services but I'm not just a social media manager so I just love 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 the fact that that platform is offering that now and moving in that direction and you're going to see a lot more of that even from people in our community. So Julie, you could get on there and start recording yourself, not just about OBM and hiring and all this other stuff. So I love it. Mm -hmm. Now it, 
occurs to me because we've been talking a lot about TikTok in this episode. If you're listening close to when this episode is publishing here in the U.S. anyway, there's talk about legislation of banning TikTok. And certainly like if anybody has read, reviewed, or listened to anything about what the terms of service of TikTok is, it is a little intimidating to have something like that at least on your main device where you have your other stuff. So can you tell us for somebody who is, might not be there or is considering posting more content there, what's your advice? Do you think it's worth it? Do you think people should wait it out and see what happens? Okay. This is my personal opinion. I think it's absolutely worth it. I have never seen such quite a platform that's such a top of the funnel platform mm-hmm. because Even if your Instagram is public, which if you have a business Instagram, obviously it is, you are not as exposed to everyone as you are on TikTok. I mean, well, let's just talk about my For You page, okay? I have none TikTok. I have stripper TikTok. I have Native American TikTok. I have Amish TikTok, Sister Wives TikTok. And you know what? I love every bit of it. I love the fact that as I scroll, I'm seeing a stripper get ready for her. her shift. And then as I scroll, I'm seeing, you know, what went down on the latest episodes of Sister Wives. Like, I just love it. I don't even have to watch Sister Wives to know what's happening. So getting back to my point, it's such a perfect top of the funnel experience with marketing. You are put out there for so many more people. Your audience just expands so much greater than Instagram and Facebook and any other platform that you're using. And I think it's completely worth it just to get yourself exposed to whatever audience that you're marking yourself to, which for me, it's moms, it's freelancers, it's former teachers, special need parents. And then If they're looking, you know, for social media services, you know, for freelancing, I just answered a question today on a TikTok about Michaela Quinn's course, and I'm directing them over to my business Instagram so that I can share my affiliate links with them, you know, so it's, it's, it's so worth it to me. And once you hit that thousand follower mark, you can create your own stand store and you can monetize your account with your services, your products, your strategy calls, VIP days. I mean, it's the options are limitless. And yes, the terms are scary and video content, if it's not your jam, it's going to take some time for it to become that way. But I can't imagine not having it for my business. I'll put it that way. I have to say just on my own like metrics, I did, I was late to the TikTok game in that I finally downloaded it because what was happening at the time, and this was maybe more than a year ago by now, it could be coming up on two years, but when you have clients in the LBM space who are doing ads, what was happening is that the ads on Facebook, the ads on Instagram were mirroring the TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be ahead of the trends and seeing what was coming. So we could talk about that at the Facebook ad meetings. And so I joined and I, in the last two years have bought zero things from Instagram, from Instagram Mm -hmm. posts, from Instagram ads, but I have bought numerous. I think, did I even do an episode about that? Like the last Mm -hmm. four things that I bought, I can, I consistently buy things like this week as somebody had a legging hanger. And so you like 
it has little round like holes in a thing that hangs in your closet and you roll up your leggings in a circle and like put them in there and your leggings just hang in this little condensed thing. Cause right now I have a drawer and like two drawers that are stuffed. Yeah. And this holds like, I don't need, I'll send you the link. Actually, we'll put it in the show notes and I'll send it to you. But anyway, I saw somebody saying like, these are my top um, five Amazon buys in the last year that are like under a certain amount of money. And I bought two or three of the things on her five list because they were so good and I hadn't ever seen them before. She had a monetized like link. And so I was happy to support her, but I'm so excited for my like legging hanger to come. Anyway, my consumer behavior is I have bought like a personalized diet for my dog over there from like somebody who did raw food. So I've bought not just products, but also like services. So I don't know if that tells you anything about what's happening over on TikTok. I'm so heavily, heavily influenced. So like I've bought vitamins and supplements and skincare. Like my entire skincare routine was changed by TikTok, you know, and you have to think about this, like for all the business owners that are listening right now, whether you're an OBM, a VA, social media manager, copywriter, whatever you are, course creator, whatever you do, whatever you're offering, you are not just that service and you're not just that product and you can get on TikTok and in order to reach a thousand followers, you are going to have to post at least three to five times a day and be very present on the platform. But once you reach that thousand follower mark, you can do what's feasible and consistent for you. You can repurpose those videos, but you can also monetize your account. You can you can sh- just show what you've been buying in regular life. You know, whether that is Lysol wipes or candles or skincare, you can, I mean, there's just the, the opportunities are limitless there and why not work smarter and not harder And that's the way it's heading is it's not just going to be all about your business and all about your services. Like in the get ready with me videos, put down every single thing that you're using in the video, even while you're talking about your services or your course or how our client testimonial or whatever. Because if I like the way your skin looks with that concealer, you better believe I'm heading to your Amazon storefront to get it. I mean, that's how I got my Elf Camo Concealer, mm-hmm. you know? So just think about that and chew on that and and see how it feels to you. Now, I know you sent me something the other day that was like, um, since we have, and I say we, because really it was like a mutual decision and you drug me along a little bit of the ways, but <laughs> since we really decided to start showing up and you implemented the strategy and I just followed along where you told me like what to create, what you needed from me, what has happened in my account since then? Well, your engagement rates have like quadrupled. Mm-hmm. Your reach has quadrupled. So you, your audience, you know, just times that sucker by four and boom, your accounts have consistently grown. And we're just overall seeing so much growth in every single category that you can possibly look at, which I look at um, engagement rate, follower count, likes, comments, saves, all that stuff. Like I'm constantly analyzing it. But the number one thing I always look at is engagement rates and they have quadrupled. So it just tells me 
that what we're doing is working. And I wouldn't necessarily tweak the strategy. The only thing I would do is when you feel comfortable, maybe add one more post a week or one more reel a week. But we can talk about that. And, you know, this year we're going to be focusing on some launches. So there's definitely some strategy going into that and about that. But I'm just so excited about what's happening in your accounts and the impact that you're making, you know. And important to me, we're having fun doing it because Heck yeah. the bottom line is I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. I just would absolutely not because it's already such a stretch for me being an introvert, growing up without any social media, being relatively, which I don't know, maybe this sounds funny, but I'm a, a super private person. Unless mm-hmm. I know you, then there are no limits to what I will yeah. share. And <laughs> I like, freaking love that. I? But if I don't know you you're not, I don't, nothing. Like there's a wall. So all those things, it's like, for me, I feel like social media is stacked against me and you make it accessible for me, fun for me. and something that I genuinely enjoy doing and connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just have to thank you. Yeah. And that's why I love it so much because it's such a powerful tool and if there is a gap from where like my client wants to be, but what they're capable of doing, there's like a gap there. I'm going to like dive into the middle. I'm not even going to tiptoe. I'm going to dive in and go, okay, we can do this. Let me learn about you. Let Because every one of my clients are so different, but that makes it so much more fun, you know, and mm-hmm. I just love getting to know them, getting to know exactly how far I can challenge them. And then once they feel comfortable at that level, tell them a little bit more. I just love it. It's so fun. So tell us now, because we've been kind of teasing people, mm-hmm. what are your packages? What services do you offer? And what can people expect if they reach out to you and say, I need some help with this? So I offer three different packages. My lowest package is just posting three times a week to one platform. My highest package is posting to multiple platforms, multiple times a week, um, real creation, any type of TikTok creation. So it just depends on what you're needing and what your business need and what your goals are. And normally I can just customize that. My packages start out at $500 a month and they go up because I do want to make it reasonable to, you know, especially new business owners just starting out. But I have two spots available for social media management. And if social media, and it's for people really that find social media just draining because it takes up the brain space that they need to do what they love to do, whether that's creating a course, working with clients, whatever you love to do. If social media is taking you away from that, then it's past time to get a social media manager that can create your content calendar, which is what I do. Create a list of video content for you to record because all I do is give you a list of exactly what I need. And I also send links of examples. If there's a specific audio I want you to use, I send you a link. I literally lay it all out there in front of you. All I need is your face in front of the camera and then you save it and you send it to me and I do the absolute rest. So um, I have clients that like to write their captions. I have clients that don't. I have clients that are a little bit hands-on, clients that are completely hands-off. So it just depends on what you and what you are comfortable with, what you need, what you want for your business. But we can go all in 
or I can do a little bit here and there, whatever you're comfortable with. So um, I have two spots open. I also offer strategy calls. If you enjoy doing the content, if you enjoy social media, but you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what direction to go in. I don't know what's working. I don't know. I'm confused as to what's not working. There's so many changes, so many trends. I just need a strategy. I've done that for online service providers and for brick and mortar businesses where I deep dive into their accounts. I'll give you an entire workbook. I deep dive into your competitors' accounts. I'll show you what's working, what's not working, what you need more of. I give you a list of IG story options that you can do, real ideas. TikTok ideas. I give you hashtag strategy for Instagram and TikTok. If you have a Facebook community, I'll do strategy for your Facebook community as well. So if you just need someone, an outside perspective to give you like a better game plan of where you're heading, I'm your girl. Give me a ring. DM me. It'd be so helpful because it's hard sometimes. I use this example that I heard from a client at one point that's like, it's hard to see your label from inside the bottle. So mm-hmm. I can look at other people's account or content and say, oh, this makes sense here. But it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes to see that about ourselves, like what people are identifying with, what they would want to see more of. And so it's so valuable to have those eyes and be able to move forward with that perspective. Yeah, for sure. And when you're on that hamster wheel of creating content, it can get old really quick and you'll just, you need someone that is an expert in the area to give you an outside perspective. And I love doing that. I did that for a local client in November and she owns a local boutique, which is like two doors down from Allie's school actually. And it has the cutest stuff. It's Millie's Mercantile Co. If you want to know, she is like, she's a baby. She's like 22, 23. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, social media is her jam, but she was just completely overwhelmed with it. And her Facebook, her private Facebook group for her um, shop wasn't growing. And so I did a deep dive with her and I sat down with her for an hour in our local coffee shop. And I went over everything that she could do to grow her group. And she messaged me last week and she said, Kim, I implemented every single thing that you said. And my sales for December were triple the amount versus last December. And she has started a a subscription, I can't say that word, subscription box. And they start in February, I think. And she already has 85 signups. Wow. Mm -hmm. Look at her just killing it. I know. I'm so proud of her. And, you know, she's young, so it's like a little bit more natural for her. But she did every single thing I told her to do. And I'm so dang proud of her. I love it. That's a celebration. I know. I know. I need to like go out and get Starbucks or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kim, um, how are people going to reach out to you? Where can they find you? Tell us. We'll have the links in all Mm -hmm. the things, but in case people are just listening and want to type it in, where are you at? I mainly hang out on Instagram at Kimberly Weldon. It's my name, W-E-L-D-I-N. And I show up there every day in the stories, but I, I'm, I'm there every day. So if you DM me, I'll get it and we can set up a discovery call and go from there. So pretty easy. I love it. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people as we're, we're signing off? Don't waste the potential that social media has for your business just because you're like, uh you know, um, 
I don't know if this is worth it. You know, I'm tired. I'm burned out. Don't get to that place. Like if you start to feel yourself getting burned out on social media or overwhelmed by social media, social media management is very affordable and it is an expense that is well worth it because the marketing opportunities there are literally limitless. Mm -hmm. So if you're not, if you don't feel like you're an expert in that field, then I highly, even if it's not me, even if it's someone you've been following for months or some, a close friend of yours or a colleague of yours, and you know that social media is their absolute passion and jam, reach out to them and bring them on board because I'm telling you, it makes a world of difference in every aspect of your business, but specifically in conversion rates and sales and clients and marketing yourself and establishing yourself as an authority in your field. I mean, it makes all the difference. And if you're not doing that or if you feel burnt out in that area, then I would heavily and highly encourage you to hire someone. Thank you so much, Kim. You don't yeah. have anyone. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, we will see you in an upcoming book episode. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.